ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. Black Bookers, Monday, January 8. We kick off with South East Queensland. I'm going to bypass Aquas Park Gold Coast from Saturday. Most of those horses, or many of those horses, that was their grand final. So I'm concentrating on the midweeks, looking at Eagle Farm on Wednesday, and also the Ipswich meeting we had on Saturday, which, of course, ran alongside the Gold Coast card. Two to come out of Eagle Farm, and the first one is a winner, but I'm sure he can win again this campaign, maybe even at his next start. His name is Master Morris, trained by Mark Curry. This horse had a rap on him last campaign, his first campaign. He only had the two starts in the late winter. He started a dollar forty on debut in Toowoomba and ran second. He quickly then made amends as a dollar twelve chance when he won his maiden up there in late August and then went for a spell. He resumed on Wednesday at a class one thousand metres. Now being by Morris you would think that he'd be looking for further territory. There wasn't a lot of betting support either. Normally this stable gives us a lead with a market lead, but he was a drifter in the betting. Auburn rode him, Jimmy Auburn, gave him a good run just off the pace, chimed in at the right time, went to the line well. Nothing flash about the time either, 59 seconds, although timers weren't great on Wednesday. But I think there's a lot of improvement in this horse. Listening to Mark post-race and listening to Jimmy Auburn post-race, they gave glowing reports about this horse, so I think you'll see him next start step up to 1,200, 1,300. There'll be no dramas there. He'll be fitter again. I think he's in for a profitable campaign if for Wednesday's win is any yardstick. So stay with him, Master Morris. Later in the day, a horse who I know boasts an ordinary win strike rate, Yangari. The record is 4 from 32, but this campaign is going extra well. He ran well first up at the Sunshine Coast at 1,400, then he's delivered two good 1,600-metre performances, both at Eagle Farm. Two runs ago, he was strong at the end behind Caruto. That was a Saturday race. And then on Wednesday in the last race, he was uh, sitting midfield, found the line well, grinding away, not dashing to the line, but, but steadily making ground. That gives me the impression that if Rob Heathcote elects to go to 1,800 or even 2,000, He'll be hard to beat Yangari, and that race on Wednesday, I think, is an above-average uh, benchmark 70. Texas won the race. He's promising. Binding ran second. We know she's going well. Because Yangari ran third and no going back, ran fourth. And he's still on a good mark. He's a 66 rater, so he can be placed well. Let's look for him in that 1,600 to 2,000 range next time he steps out. Yangari doesn't win out of turn, I get that, but going well enough to, to just about win next time out. The stablemate of Master Morris is called Ski Lord Race at Ipswich on Saturday in the final race. He was second up, and generally he goes well second up, and he did. His first up run at Eagle Farm was in a 1,000-metre race behind Licker, blew the star completely, made good ground to the inside. He jumped cleanly on Saturday, got into a good position, and fair to say he had every chance. He got up on the inside, but Wanda Rocks was just a little too good in the drive to the line. But... I didn't mind Ski Lord's run. The time was sharp, 13.14. I think fitter again, third up, he can be competitive wherever he goes. So we've got to start to look for these horses now as the carnival draws to a close. We'll be looking at more of the bread and butter races after next Saturday. But those three horses, I'd suggest next time they step out, will all run well. Master Morris, Yangari and Ski Lord. Jared Daffy's back with us on Black Bookers. Jared, good morning. Morning, David. Albion Park on Thursday night is where we traditionally start, and you've got two to follow from there. Yeah, of course, it was a big night there last Thursday night with the Group 1. 
Uh, Golden Sands phase Magic winning that one in the Group 2 Derby and Futurity. And a couple from the meeting in Race 2, Sinisha for Tom Zavallis. It's one of the, the next litter of uh, Shabini. It ran 35.07 coming from behind off uh, the black box there. It's bred to get 700, I think it will. It's still pretty young, but um, it's it's well worth following, particularly when it draws out. And from the same program, King of Aces for Cole Graham. Now, it failed the week before off the red box, uh, missed the start and got into all sorts of trouble when it was a red-hot favourite, but drew favourably last Thursday night, David, out in box seven and uh, did skirt pretty wide most of the way around, 29.83. It's only had the 14 starts for seven wins, this one, and it has been around Albion Park in 29.54. So it'll be one that we'll see to the fore in the coming weeks with that carnival continuing. OK, let's go to Angle Park. One called Unholy Rain um, uh, for the McKellar Kennel. Now, this is only a, a two-year-old now. It's had 16 starts for eight wins. It had the black box. It came out humming. It's won four of its last five uh, in South Australia, but it ran 5.12 early. That's unheard of. Uh, 30.53 overall. It's getting stronger, but I think they're going to have a lot of fun with this one, particularly with that early pace, Unholy Rain. Unholy Rain out of Angle Park. I can't remember the last time you've black book one out of Warrigal in Victoria. Well, there's a reason for this. Uh, last Friday night was uh, the heats of the Warrigal Cup, and we've got that market up and running uh, for the final this Friday night. And if you recall a few weeks ago, actually the 16th of December, uh, the Phoenix, the million dollar to the winner, Phoenix at uh, the Meadows, and the tab slot holder that night was past the buck. It had the red, it started favourite, missed the start. Um, we all know how good this dog is, and we saw it at its very best in the heat of the cup on Friday night. Now, it had box three. It didn't begin. Um, that's its uh, well, that's its forte, being in front early. Came from well back in the field and ran 25.51, which was just a tick over a length outside of the best of the night. Gee, I was impressed with it. It's a really good dog. I think it'll win that final on Friday night. It's got box six just on that final. Um, the Jason Thompson kennel's got four of the eight runners, so uh, terrific effort to have half the field in the final. But I like past the buck there. And from the Meadows on Saturday night, Mrs Avenger. Interesting dog, this one. It's recently had a change of kennel. It's gone to Lynn Smith. Uh, it was in the Borg kennel beforehand. Uh, it won over the middle distance there, a flying 8.99 early and 34.45 overall. It recently won a heat of the bowl trees uh, at its first distance run at Sandown. So I'd say we'll see it contest middle uh, to long distance races. It's a very, very good dog when it's in front, Mrs Avenger. Mrs Avenger. Good work, Jared. Thanks for that. Thanks, David. Jared Daffy joining us for the Greyhound Black Bookers. Let's turn our attention now to racing at Royal Ramwick on Saturday on a track that produced quick times. Nick Birdie from Racing New South Wales is with us. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? Well, thank you. Uh, running by was a winner in race five for the Bar Eustace Trading Partnership, which is soon to be um, disbanded. But this horse is only lightly race running by. You're suggesting it can be hard to beat again next time it steps out. Yeah, definitely. I really want to follow this horse. I thought this was a pretty smart win there on Saturday. Just a real improving type who's come back well, this preparation. And it was a little bit slow out, got a bit of a check. But And Jason Collard, um, I, I really did like how he showed intent, went straight to the front. So straight away, the horse showed a bit of adaptability. But look, it did have all favours leading in a very slow tempo. But I just liked how, he, how she accelerated and kept building all the way to the line, kept responding under pressure. And I liked the margin to third there. And a race that produced a very fast last section. So 
I think fourth up, we can definitely still follow her. Um, up in distance, no issue at all. But out of the whole entire day, I think she was the winner of the day and a horse I really want to follow on the way up. It's good to see the jockeys when they use initiative. Sometimes uh, I think we treat horses, they race in certain zones or lanes. That's the only place they can race in. Sometimes if circumstances happen, you've got to think outside of the square. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, definitely. And I, yeah, I really like that. Uh, instead of sometimes, you don't, there's always speed maps, but it's better just to, to show the intent and um, how the horse is travelling, I think, is always the best way. Nathan Doyle's a trainer with a good strike rate. He's based at Newcastle. And his horse in race six caught your eye running fourth, Ambassadors. Yeah, I thought this was a really honest effort for a horse around this time of year. Um, it could even go back in grade, back to the provincials. But I think there's a might be a steady win for us at, at a little bit of odds. Now, Ambassadors went out at a very fast pace, and you relate it to the to the highway. And even after adjusting, they went out, sorry, on raw times, they went out about nine lengths faster to the 1,000 metres relative to the highway. But even after adjusting against the highway and also those back shoot races, it still went out at a very fast tempo. And I really liked how um, he just kept plugging all the way to the line, was in the worst ground. And you look at all the other on-pace runners in that race, and they faded right out of it. So there was a lot of merit to Ambassador's performance. was only fourth up there on Saturday, so I think it improve again. Um, it will just hold its form at least and might be able to just, to just to pop up at big odds. So I don't want to let it go around. Uh, next time in a similar grade or even back to the provincials. Okay, that's ambassadors. Now, give us the background of this one because I see it ran ninth at $21, but you're black booking it. Sarah Ryan trains so good, so cool. Yeah, this is another one that I've just had my eye on. Now, first up at um, Rare Behind Time to Boogie. Now, it was over the 1,000 metres and it had the pace of bias against it. Actually ran the last fastest last 600 of the meeting where it just had too much to do that day. And, on Saturday, I, I did spec it at a little bit of odds, but it just had no luck whatsoever. Uh, it was building into the race. It actually ran the second fastest 400 or 200 of the race, and it was just completely chopped out of it all, checked and blocked, and had no luck. So it's one of those horses that just could pop up. I know Ambassadors, this might be one that we can really follow. I just have something on at big odds, but it definitely could go back to a 78 and be very hard to beat. But if it stays around this 88 grade with no weight, it's, it's a horse can really accelerate. Um, so I just don't want to let it get under my guard. Uh, so good, so cool, and it definitely should go around at big odds with those beaten margins, but it's going much better than the form guide reads. Yeah, they're the ones I like. So good, so cool, along with running by an ambassador's. Your title is Racing Analyst. You do your form carefully. You're a big watcher of times, and I was talking to Mitch Mitch Cohen in press room, and that race of Felix Majestics and Cool Jakey's, some of those early sectionals were extraordinary, way, way too fast, but it's a difficult one to adjudicate on because, you know, where do you lay the blame? Do you lay the blame? I think Mitch actually made a a very significant comment when he assessed it as saying, they, Tyler Schiller and Molly Burke, got caught up in the moment. Neither are letting, and all of a sudden, they're undoing each other. Yeah, I think that's the case, and if you do go back and watch Felix Majestic's last run, I think Molly was just trying to ride at the exact same uh, as she did in the last start when it when it won there at Randwick over the, the same track and distance. Um, and then Cool Jakey obviously felt the pinch because they went out at a very, very fast pace, um, which set it up for the back markers. But out of that race, Felix Majestic, to stick on the way it did, uh, might take it all out of it now and be all too much for this preparation. But that was what, one very strong effort by Felix Majestic. Yeah, if you're on it, you'd be, uh, be disappointed. But anyway, that's the story. Good on you, mate. We'll talk next Monday. Sounds good. Thank you, David.
There he is, uh, Nick Birdie, joining us from Racing New South Wales. Let's go to Ben Scadden, who's looked back at the Gawler meeting. And Ben, as we come to you, uh, a day not easy to Blake Book because we had a, a deteriorating track. Yeah, it was, it was really tough. So I was pretty careful in terms of recommending horses because it's hard to know whether they, some of them race well because of the the worsening conditions or some of them race poorly because of the worsening conditions. And, and the reality is we're unlikely to see conditions like that regularly over the next, um, you know, three or four months. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think it's um, certainly worth keeping in mind that this meeting at Gawler, the, the track was a factor. Um, the rain came. It was, you know, reasonably heavy. Um, very, very, very tough to make ground as well. So, um, yeah, there were quite a few variables there, so it did make it make it challenging. Well, let's get moving. The first of your three black bookers is more sugar out of race five. Yeah, look, if you've been on this mare, you probably would have given up by now because she's been well on the market, at, you know, about four of her past five runs, and she hasn't quite got the job done. She's raced well, but has managed to managed to win. Um, look, on Saturday, you'd probably look at it on face value and think, well, that was one of her poorer runs of this campaign but she actually did race really well still she got a long way back and as I said it was it was virtually impossible to make any ground at all from back in the field at Gordon on Saturday uh, but this mare did actually um, progress pretty strongly through the line um, she got beaten just over five lengths by second and none he's racing really well that that horse is on the inside uh, we talked about Rochelle Milnes riding that horse very well um, more sugar came down the middle of the track it was tough to do so at that stage of the day in particular um, I think Roman's full of merit, so just stick stick with her. Don't give up is basically what I'm saying. If, you, if you've if you've been on her in the past few runs, then um, give it at least one more go because I think she's well and truly ready to win one. OK, that's more sugar. In the following race, let's talk about Voltage Point. Yeah, I think he's promising enough, this bloke, uh, a three-year-old trained by Chris B at, at Morphville. Um, he was a, a second-up winner at Morphville in a, in a maiden and did the job nicely enough that day. Um, they took him to Melbourne um, look, he was competitive without being super. I thought he was really good at Gawler, though, on Saturday in that race won by Meg's Magic, the Philip Stokes-trained horse we talked about a little earlier. Um, as I said, it was a day where it was very, very tough to, to make ground from back in the field. So I looked look for horses that raced against that pattern and managed to perform well, and Voltage Point was certainly one of those. He, he only went fifth of nine, so, you know, slightly worse than midfield. But he um, he was really, really strong late, um, finished off powerfully. I think he's a horse who's going to be better at the bigger, more spacious tracks on better ground. So you, sh- you certainly should be able to find that that um, scenario reasonably soon. You can go back home to Morpherville, go to Murray Bridge potentially, somewhere um, when the sun's shining as well on a good track. I think he's, he's racing very well. Um, yeah, I'd be very happy to be on him next time round. OK, and the last race, a horse called Willie B. A Factor called your eye. Yeah, and, and maybe Willie B. Factor is one that was um, favoured by the conditions. He's got a pretty good record. Trained by George Dimitriopoulos um, at, at Gawler, so it's his home track, and he's got a pretty good record on um, soft and heavy ground, so maybe that was the reason why he raced well. But he was another one who was back. Um, he was worse than midfield, and he made really good ground between runners. He only got beaten, um, beaten around about a half neck or so behind Toast the Deal. It was a, it was a really good run, um, He's, you know, he's been racing pretty consistently. If you look back through his form, he's been thereabouts at most of his starts. Look, I think he, George just needs to find the right kind of race for him. He's only a 58 rater, so um, you know he might be able to chuck him into a softer midweek race potentially. Um, and if he goes to a race like that, I think he'd be um, super competitive again. Will he be a factor? Will he be a factor? Thanks, Ben. Thanks, David. Ben Scadden reporting in from Adelaide on the Gawler meeting, but uh, uh, tread with caution because. 
it was a track that deteriorated during the day. But more sugar, voltage point, and will he be a factor are the three he's come up with. Colin McNiff's currently calling trials, so he can't be with us live, but he's done all the videos over the last few meetings. Three new to Black Book, a horse called Bow Bun, B-A-O Bun, which raced at Hobart back late last month, 29th of December, liked the performance. He found one at the trials. They trialled at Longford. Of course, they raced there on New Year's Day. They trialled there last Thursday. He found a horse called Zotes Rocket, spelled Z-O-E-T-E apostrophe S. Z-O-E-T-E apostrophe S Rock. Zotes Rock or Zotes Rock. It trialled at Longford. It ran third. It's a two-year-old. It's only had the one start, but obviously Colin was impressed by the trial, so watch for it when it starts. And from the Hobart meeting on Friday, the Black Booger is toast and fame. So Bow Bun, Zotes Rock and Toast and Fame are the three out of Tassie. Darren Clayton uh, is unavailable this morning, but he's done all the videos and he does them very assiduously. He's come up with one out of Albion Park on Friday and then two from the Saturday night meeting. His one from Friday is a horse called Shellshock. This, was a, well, this is a newcomer to Queensland. It was formerly with the Bond Stable in Western Australia. Now, Ronnie Sellers has... A happy knack of getting these XWA horses and winning races with them. Shellshock having his first run for the stable on Friday. He landed a good trail. He was one out and one back. In fact, he was on the back of the eventual winner, R11 Art. But he gave R11 Art a fright, ran into a head, and sectionals were good. Broke 55 for the last half. Uh, Darren points out that ratings-wise, he's up there. He's a 64 rater, and he's just won three races. But on what he saw on Friday night, He'll be running, winning races here in South East Queensland. So let's black book him. Shell shock. And two from the Saturday night card. Firstly, Katacha Man, trained by Donnie Smith, drew a tough gate on Saturday night uh, outside of the second row over the 21.38. Trailed up three wide, but hit the line really well. And that's uh, backed up by his individual sectionals. 55.41, last 800. 27.86, last 400. And off the track as well. So... Good sectionals, and he ended up being the runner-up in the race. So he doesn't win out of turn, Katarcha, man. Darren's the first to admit that, but on that performance, next time out with a better draw, he can go close to winning. And speaking of better draws, if class to the max can draw an alley, according to Darren, he, he's ready to win. He's at the three runs this time in. Two of those he drew the outside of the front at Albion Park. Never an easy task. And the other run he drew the inside of the second round at Redcliffe. But as far as Saturday night was concerned, off that wide gate, went back at the start. It was only a moderate tempo, so the backmarkers were always in bother trying to get into the race. Under the circumstances, he did well and actually produced the fastest last half. Sometimes you might see a horse run sixth or seventh. Numerically, it doesn't look flash, but time-wise, it can often be good. So it's worth you know digging deep or, or, or dive deeping into those sectional times, and Darren's done that. So follow class to the max, particularly if he can draw a gate, along with Katarcha Man and the XWA pacer, Shell Shock. That's Blake Boogers for Monday, January 8th. As we always say, and we'll say it again, hopefully there's a winner or two for you there. We'll talk next Monday.